Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is being kept really in-house. Yeah, because Shohei's scared of him, man. Shohei said, if anything leaks from any team, you're out. Yeah. I love that. And no one's talking because everybody's scared shitless. Yeah. So it makes me think, so Jeff Passan came out today and said, the Red Sox are out, the Yankees are out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are they? (laughs) Or are they just, do they just have to say we're out? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. Wake and Rake Podcast, baby. Episode 107. And yes, he's back. Mr. Will Middlebrooks. Happy holiday season to you. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Yeah? How was it for you? It was good. We don't we don't have normal Thanksgiving in my house because Jenny is, travels every Thursday for her game that week. So Wednesday, her mom moved to Port St. Lucie, which is about an hour north of us in Florida. So we went up and saw her and Jenny's stepdad took the kids up there, did a little small Thanksgiving thing there. Um, but then I went over to the neighbor's house with the kids when she was gone on Thursday. So nothing too crazy. Got plenty of food, though. I don't need it, but I got it. Yeah, I'm gaining some weight. Holiday weight's there. It's just always at your disposal. The parties, too. The parties get you. It's the leftovers, man. Oh, yeah. It's a leftover. Like, the meal itself is good. Like, you crush it. You're good. You're miserable for a little bit. You watch football and the, and the lazy boy for a bit. Yeah, you feel it for a couple of days. But it's like eating, crushing your leftover. Like, making the leftover, like, turkey, stuffing, cranberry, salt. Like, all that on a sandwich like, mm-hmm. for three days after that, which is amazing. But then you just feel like shit, right, for like a week and a half. Yeah, but it's worth it. With all that said, it's worth it. Are you a charcuterie board fan? Charcuterie? Is that what you said? Charcuterie board? Charcuterie board? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down with that. I'm down with the meats and cheeses. Yeah. I got to have something sweet, though. So, like, grapes, uh, honey, like a fig jam. Yeah. Like, you throw something sweet with the saltiness of the cheese. Don't get me going right now. I'll get going on some cheese, though. Do you I'll get cook? going on some cheese. I'll get going. You got to cut. You got yeah. You got to put something sweet in there with the saltiness of like a goat cheese or a blue cheese. Get a nice little cracker. Oh, I'm fired up now. Do you cook? I know you smoke and grill, but yeah, you- I can cook ish. I mean, not like Jenny. Jenny's like, so Jenny was like a child prodigy. I don't think I ever told you this. Jenny's well, she like has her child- own. She has her own cooking show. Yeah, like cooking blog show. She yeah. um, she was like a prodigy. She's like she, when she was a kid. She was young and had like full rides to like multiple uh, culinary institutes. Really? Like New York, like all over the place. Yeah. And she decided last second, I want to be like a real kid. Like I want to go to college and have like a normal life. Uh, so she ended up going to UMass with cheerleader, partied her ass off, I'm sure. I, I just, some things I don't need to know. But normal uh, life. Yeah, normal, yeah life. normal life. Right. And, uh, <laughs> It worked out. It worked out for her. But she can cook, man. You can just give her like a pile of like random shit and she'll make like a gourmet meal out of it. It's a, it's a superpower I wish I had. I need directions. I can follow directions. And here what I was thinking, you married her for her looks. And no, 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 when no, in no. fact, it's her cooking abilities, which no, is no. totally respectable. Her looks are like secondary. Maybe even. Yeah, I'll go secondary. It's a cooking. Yeah. Look, <laughs> these love handles weren't always there. Let's put it that way. All right. Good. Glad your Thanksgiving was good. I'm glad we're both carrying some holiday weight. A lot of uh, free agency to talk about too, man. Uh, oh, baseball's God. kind of slowly processing and developing free agency. Like Aaron Nola's re-signed with the Phillies. St. Louis is making a little bit noise starting pitching-wise. Mostly 
you know, mid tier lower other than Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is a very nice pickup. There's some questions of whether he should be the number one in St. Louis, but Sonny Gray did finish number two in American League Cy Young voting. So, you I mean, know, the last, I mean, last couple of years, like he's really recreated himself. Um, this is pitch selection. I think, you know, there's guys we're seeing change their, their career path because of analytics and metrics and measurements. And we're being able to see, okay, uh, my arm angle means I have a low release or low attack angle, whatever it may be, a Joe Ryan, a Scherzer, whatever. That means I need to use that to my advantage. Like I shouldn't throw two seamers because that's going to be easier to hit. What's When you have a lower arm slot, you throw a four seamer at the top of the zone uh, and it stays up. It doesn't come down because of just how it looks to a hitter. So I think with the analytics and metrics and everything, guys are starting to see their measurements and realize you're seeing guys go from sliders to sweepers or curveballs to sweepers because it matches their arm slot where they release the ball, their spin because of their arm slot and their arm action. So you're seeing guys match up and really find a way to get the most out of their body because of what they naturally do movement wise. So I think you're seeing guys recreate numbers. You're getting better uh, it, towards the end of their, in their thirties, like Sonny Gray, because of what we have figured out um, on the analytics side of things. What's your definition of a number one starter? Um, it starts every five days. Starts okay. every five days. He's going to give you six innings every every outing. Sounds like Sonny Gray to me. Sounds like Sonny Gray. That's what he did. That's what he's done for the last couple of years. I think there's like a new fad in Major League Baseball. It's a copycat league. Everybody copycats what everybody else does. Hold on. Yeah, but they call it they call it setting the market. Right. <laughs> setting the market. Like. Look at what the Rangers did this last season. So they're hoping Jacob deGrom is their number one. They're hoping Nathan Eovaldi is their number two. John Gray follows after that. Then Jacob deGrom gets hurt. Then the Texas Rangers is like, shit, we need another number one. Let's go get Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer gets hurt. So then Eovaldi once again steps into that number one spot. They were hoping Eovaldi would be their number two. So it just goes to show that if you acquire enough veteran arms who can give you five to six good innings, Maybe you don't need a oh. number one, a true number one. I mean, depth is, yeah, if you have a rotation full of twos and threes that stay healthy and can pitch all year, I think you're fine uh, But it, for the regular season. But then what happens in the postseason is you start going, taking those number twos and threes and going against aces. And that's where you run into trouble as the postseason. You might win 95 games and roll into like a, a top seed into the playoffs, but then you, you play a three-game series against – or five games – it would be a five-game series if you're a top seed because you missed the wild card round. Um, you, but you, then you're you're facing the Garrett Coles and the aces uh, of this world. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's doable. If you have a, if you have three number twos, I, I think you're you're fine. But um, it's just not realistic to say, well, we're, we're going to be healthy all year. The way guys th- the way guys throw max effort, the way they're trying to pull down to spin the ball, um, the way pitchers are used now is just like, hey, give me everything you have for four to six innings, and that's just not realistic when you're thinking about guys having long careers and, and throwing two hundred innings. Like the two hundred innings, one hundred and seventy innings is a new two hundred innings. Mm-hmm. Logan Webb led the league in innings pitched with, I don't know, 220-ish? Maybe? 220-ish, yeah. I think so. If that? I feel like that's all right. You tell me. 
led the last, uh, excuse me, led the nationally with 216. 16. Okay. Yeah. 216. Well, you think like everyone's talking about like, all right, so glass now. I was just going to ask about, about him. Yeah. So Tyler glass now is like, what do you have? 120 innings or so, you know, it was, it was actually, it was actually one of the better post Tommy John seasons we've seen. Mm-hmm. How many innings are you looking at? 120. On the dot. Okay. On the dot. Yeah. Okay. So everyone's like, man, he's going to be even better. This and that. That was sneaky. I'll say sneaky because nobody knows it. That was a career high for him. It was. Wow. That's kind of so, disappointing. So you wouldn't think that though. You think he's like a 180 guy. Yeah. Um, but he's dealt with a lot of injuries through his career because of he's long, he's lanky, he throws gas, he spins the shit out of the ball. And that equals elbows to issues. He he had he was very uh loud about the the spin or the stickiness being taken away and that playing into him blowing out his elbow who knows if it did or didn't it makes sense if it did um but he's a guy i mean we have to skip too far forward but like looking at trade candidates he's a guy who in my mind should be a number two if a team brings him in to be a number one i don't think they're in a good place um just because, like what we just said, 120 innings is his max he's seen in his career. That's not an ace, in my opinion. He has ace-type stuff, but if he's not out there, the best ability is availability. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not out there, it doesn't matter. So I think it, I think we see a team, if, if Glasnow is traded, I think we see a team who has a, already has like a wealth of, of good arms, and we're going to be like, wow, they got him? It's going to be one of those, like, they didn't even need him type things. And he's going to slide in and be, like, a number two or number three. Probably, if he can slide in and be a three, like, teams, you're in a good place. But but you're also not putting all your eggs in one basket where if he does get hurt or if he does throw 120 innings only and only makes, I don't know, 24 starts instead of 30-plus, you're okay because you have two other arms to lean on or at least one stud ahead of him. You said you didn't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but you know, I think we've teased our audience enough about this episode. We've teased it a couple of times saying, Hey, we're going to talk about, you know, landing spots and, and our predictions for the off season. That's what we're doing on today's episode. So let's go ahead and skip ahead and let's just talk about the trade candidate. So Glasnow, Glasnow's by your definition, I agree. He would not be a prototypical number one because he's not taking the bump every fifth day. By right. his, now, now his stuff, stuff, stuff wise, he's stuff? an eight. Absolutely. He has ace shit. I mean, you see him throw, it defines ace. He throws gas, he throws strikes, he he punches guys out, he gets soft contact. He just has that demeanor about him, which he is an ace. But you got to show me you can be out there longer. You got to throw more innings to be a certified ace. Garrett Cole, arguably the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. His, again, I say arguably, greatest asset is not only his stuff, it's his availability. He's pitched 30 or more starts in one, two, six straight full seasons, Garrett Cole. Right. That's right. And you know what? You know what? He will go out there and people are only going to remember his clunkers, right? Oh, he, the Red Sox shelled him and, you know, he gave up six and three innings. You know what? He did, but then he stuck it out and got through six, yeah. right? And that's why their bullpen was one of the best bullpens in baseball last year because their starting pitching was working deeper in the games and they weren't having to overuse guys. Mm-hmm. Where does Glasnow go? Where are you thinking? Man, does, you know, Boston, does Boston have a chance to get him, or probably not because it's in the division, right? I, I, but, but they have trade. They, they, they've had that relationship because they had Heim. Heim's not there anymore, of course, but they had Heim Bloom, so they brought over Eovaldi. He used to be a Tampa Bay Ray. They kind of had a 
Yeah, I don't think he goes to Boston. I'm trying to think right now. I'm not sure he would go because you know it's a it's a rental. It's a one year deal. The Dodgers are certainly an option. The Dodgers. It's like 25 million, right? So the Dodgers are a very good option. Yeah, they have the money. Um, I I think the Red Sox are going bigger. We can get into that in a little bit. Um, a little bigger splash. Okay. Uh, damn, I don't know where Glasnow would go. I'm, I'm okay. thinking because I could see a team being like, all right, we need him to lead our rotation, but I think that would be a problem. Agreed. Now, he could be totally different post-Tommy John. This could have been elbow issues for the last three years, and we just didn't know, you know, and it ended up blowing out. Um, you know, I would have said St. Louis, but I feel like they already kind of – they just landed three guys, not necessarily top guys. Lance Land's not who he used to be. Sonny Gray is a stud. Mm-hmm. No way around that. Um, they still have Steven Matz, right? The back end of that rotation. They do, yeah. And they picked up Kyle Gibson. I'm missing somebody. I can't remember the four. But uh, uh Miles Michael. Miles, Miles, Miles. Yeah, Michaelis will Michaelis will probably be number two behind Sonny Gray. Yeah. Then Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn, and then probably Matz is their rotation. Yeah. Um, God, you got me thinking on glass now. I really what about San, what about San Diego? Because they made the trade for Blake Snell you know two years ago he, with Tampa, three years ago, two and a half years ago. If they're not able to retain Snell, if they're not able to, there's no way they're retaining Snell. I don't. I don't. My opinion. I don't think so. They're trying to cut salary. I think. I think so too. But Glasnow's twenty five million, dude. Yeah, but for one year, it's still twenty five million. If you're trying to cut money, true. Like how much of uh, Soto's salary are they going to be able to give up? He's he's just one year too. Mm-hmm. So, man, I don't know. I I definitely I like West Coast for him. I do. Here's my thing with the, Do- the Dodgers. The, look at the Dodgers rotation right now. I, you know what? I'm gonna go. Do- I'm gonna go Dodgers. That makes just as much sense. I agree. Uh, yeah, he'll Glasno, fill in this year he'll fill in this year and then Shohei. He's he's <laughs> from Santa Clarita too, which is like I don't know 30, 40 minutes depending on traffic. Yeah. You know what? I like that. I like that call. And they have the money. They have the financial means to be like twenty five mil. I got that in my ashtray, right? Yeah. Cubs. Cubs are interesting too. Cubs. They use. They could use some pitching. Cubs made an official offer to Shohei. Reportedly, according to Jeff Passan. Allegedly, it was $500 million. This is being kept really in-house. Yeah, really because in-house. Shohei scared him, man. Yeah. Shohei said, if anything leaks from any team, you're out. Yeah. I love that. And no one's talking because everybody's scared shitless. Yeah. So it makes me think. So Jeff Passan came out today and said, the Red Sox are out. The Yankees are out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like are they or they just do they just have to say we're out you know i think the red sox are out i think i don't think that would make sense for the red sox it's fun it'd be a great business decision because of everything that he brings to a team as far as selling tickets and merchandise and advertising like all this stuff would be great new balance is based there he's a new balance athlete it would be great for the baseball team it would be fun. I, I I would love to see him in a Red Sox uniform, uh, but they have way more holes to fill. And if they sign Shohei Otani, they are not all of a sudden a contender. They're not. There's no way around that. They need to sign a number one and number two. Uh, Shohei's not going to pitch next year anyways, and you're still going to pay him 50 mil, <laughs> right? Um, who knows how he comes back after his second Tommy John? This isn't his first Tommy John. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I think he's still going to be good. But this is a second massive elbow surgery. 
Second Tommy Johns are really hard to come back from. We've seen guys struggle to come back from one. He struggled to come back from one. It took him a year and a half post post return to baseball to really have his good stuff back again. Mm-hmm. He had no control for that first season. Do we see that again? So it's like there's a lot of questions. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I think he's going to be good. Okay. It's showing he's the best player to ever play the game. Um, but I think the Red Sox have way too many holes to fill to put all of that into one player. I think. I'm just getting into it because I'm already on the Red Sox. I think they go after – I think they sign Yamamoto. I think they sign Jordan Montgomery. That's their one-two right there. And then Brian Bayo, who has got ace potential down the road, mm-hmm. is their number three. And, you know, I was talking about this uh, in Tom Karen. Tom Karen, who's our, our host on the pre- and post-game show at Neston, he made a really good point at the end of the season. He said – if Brian Bayo, if this team wants to be good next year, Brian Bayo's got to be a number three. And I was like, damn, that's that's a really good point, CC. That's exactly right, because that means they went out and they made a splash. Craig Breslow just brought in. He was a pitcher. Guys like that. They're like, this guy gets it. All right, and here's something else. Yamamoto, Boston is said to be favorite for Yamamoto right now. Who knows? That's all a rumor. Who knows if that's if that's true? I know Boston wants to make a splash. I know they need to get their fan base back on their side, and that's going to help. Um, Jordan Montgomery is spending the offseason in Boston, Danny. He's not from there. He's, he's a South Carolina kid, hmm. all right? His wife, Mackenzie, is uh, finishing up a residency for a derma- to be a dermatologist at a local hospital in Boston. He's working out at Boston College. He's right in front of them. All right, so one of two things are going to happen. There's a lot of contact. He's going to fall in love with Boston. Done deal. That's your number two. Great. Or it's cold as shit in Boston, and it snows, and he's like, get me out of this place. That could possibly happen, too. Um, I think it's the first. I think he signs with Boston. I think there's your one, two, three, Yamamoto, Montgomery, Bayo. That's a pretty nasty one, two, three. All right, then they have to assess, like, do they get a right-handed hitting outfielder? So we're looking at, like, Luis Robert. Do they trade with the White Sox? Do they trade no, Alex? No, they... stop it. Now you're just being way too hopeful. You're getting Red Sox hopeful. No, no, no. Way no, too they're high. Not they're not going to trade for Luis Robert. Come on now. They have movable pieces, man. And you have a you have a new GM who is not tied to these guys. Hmm. They have a lot of position player equity in the, in the minor it, leagues. It would probably take a Brian Bayo to get a Luis Robert. Yeah, probably, but they're not gonna they're not gonna get rid of him. But you gotta see where the White Sox are at. You gotta you gotta try. I'm not saying that they're going to. I'm saying that's what I feel like they need a right-handed bat. Mm-hmm. I could also see it being like a Reese Hoskins. If you don't if you don't re-sign Justin Turner, Reese Hoskins coming off an ACL, you obviously want to see if he's good, but he can DH, he can play first if Casas needs to DH. Reese can probably play some left field if you need him to, uh, because Masatak Yoshida is not a good outfielder. Mm-hmm. Reese would not be a step down from him. It'd be a just, just game manager quarterback, basically. Like, just go out there and make the routine plays. That's all we need. Stay on your feet. Don't don't give up any runs. That's I think. Kyle Schwarber uh, at first base. Yeah, knock it down, bud. Just tackle it. Yeah. Um, and then you need a second baseman. We're still talking about the, the Red Sox. I mean, there's been talks with Jonathan India. Uh, there's been uh, Brandon Drury. With Merrifield, there's a lot of names been floated out there trying to figure that out. Merrifield would cost a little more. I don't think he's going to help them that much. But they have to shore up their defense because the Red Sox defense was ass. It was cheeks last year. Yeah. So they have a lot of that. 
my main point being they have a lot to fix for them to just go all in on Shohei because he's not going to all of a sudden make them a, a contender. It's not going to happen. So you have, what was it, Glasnow to the Dodgers, Montgomery to the Red Sox, Yamamoto to the Red Sox. So where does Shohei end up? Dodgers. 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 Okay. They just have the financial means. They have been sent up to offer him uh, a record contract. I mean, that's just – that's who they are. It's the Dodgers. They've always been that way. They're not scared to spend money. Um, I think he already has a good base. He knows L.A. Now he takes, like, step away from little brother and goes to big brother and go to the Dodgers. It's going to be even more opportunity for him to make – he's going to double his money off the field. Like, let's be honest. Like, he's going to make a billion dollars. For sure. So will the organization. For sure. Which Mark. they don't even need help selling tickets yet. They're – I mean, that place is a like you go to that place, it's like a movie. It's like a show. It's not, it's not, and I know baseball's entertainment business, but you still are like, all right, it's a game. You go to you go to LA, you start playing there, even as a visiting player, you're like, it's cool. This is this is sick. Big feels movie big. stars sitting around. You got athletes like sitting right right by on deck circle. It's just it's crazy, man. It's a cool place to play. And it's like it just seems perfect for for Shohei to go there. So um, obviously he can't pitch next season. LA needs starting pitching. So that's where glass now could be good. Bueller will be back, which is yep. good. Bobby Miller right now is their number two. Uh, does Kershaw finish his career in Texas? Like maybe I, I, I can't see the Dodgers not bringing him back. Uh, but there's a good chance Julio Arias doesn't see the field next year mm -hmm. because of his domestic, uh, violence issues off the field. So, um, it, <sighs> Dodgers makes makes too much sense for too many reasons. I, I also have the Dodgers for Shohei. Um, I, I think at this stage, you start weeding out the teams that thought they were in the sweepstakes. So, for example, there were, you know, Jeff Passett came out and said that the, the teams that are still in it, Dodgers, Cubs, Blue Jays, and Angels, and he reported that the Mets, Rangers, and Red Sox have turned their attention elsewhere. He did not mention San Francisco, which was intriguing to me he did not say whether they were in or out he said it's pretty much unknown where san francisco is right now on the otani sweepstakes which i found quirky i don't think he goes there Maybe i feel, not, like, but I feel like the giants i feel like the giants have to make some type of splash after last offseason like the correa the judge like all that yeah. stuff going down and like not ending up with anyone it's like all right we gotta sign someone because they were they were a decent team last year that was just missing a superstar, like missing like two pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, are you saying Wilmer Flores in the three hole is not going to get it done? Well, I saw it in person, dude. I saw it in person. What? Yeah. I think Otani to the Dodgers makes perfect sense. Did you see the report? I think it was Hector Gomez that put this out that there were stirrings of the Angels. Also, if they if the Dodgers got Otani, the Angels could also trade Mike Trout to the Dodgers. It would basically be an Otani-Trout flip to the Dodgers, which I don't know how much truth Dude, there was to that. Those fans would burn. Can you imagine? They would they would burn that stadium down in Anaheim, bro. Yeah. I I want Trout out of there. It'd be fun to see him. I do, too. I want Trout on the East Coast. Philly? Yankees? I mean, he did, would not want to be in New York. He No. No, I, I mean, he's a Philly – Fan. Pittsburgh. Oh, Put that man oh, in Pittsburgh. They couldn't. Disgusting. They couldn't afford him, obviously. But no, that's disgusting. Um, so was Melky barking? Yeah, he's old and grumpy, dude. He just barks at me now. 
from the top of the stairs. That's kind of like me. He's going to become a problem. You got them shorty shorts on. Me? I got the Lulu. Got That's the what Lulu. happens when you're 6'6". Six, six, everything's short. Yeah. Cody Bellinger. Ooh. Had a good season 2023, but you look at all the statistics when it comes to stat cast and expected numbers, perhaps he was a little bit luckier than the what numbers. Was his, what was really his expected batting average? I'll get it for you. I know he hit 307 with 26 tater tots and with 20 bags, too. He's so he's always had that. speed. It was never a question of speed. Yeah, it was just too much swing and miss. So his expected on base average. No, no, I want expected batting average. So I'm I'm looking at his batting average right now. Okay. Dude, uh fan graphs is not working for me right now. Hold on. Let's go with baseball go savant. Savant. <laughs> that was so funny. That's one of my favorite clips of all time. All right, expected batting average last year is 256. 268. 268. 268. Apologies. 268. That's still ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And his actual batting average was what, 308 or something like that? 307. 307. Yeah. So we're looking like 40 Uh, points. What was his slug last year? I'll give you his expected. I don't know. I don't have it. You're useless. What What do you do on this show other than just look handsome? Well, that's most of it. Uh, slug last year was 525, and his expected slug was 434. Jesus Christ. Okay, what the so fuck? That's, it's a little concerning, you know? That makes me think, like, was there wind blowing out a lot at Wrigley? Which is a real thing. I don't know. Like, that that that's, huge. that's a big gap. So his hard hit percentage was actually career low last year, 31.4%. Okay, okay so, damn. Yeah, that's that scares me. Because yeah. that, it's just screaming like lucky. I mean, home runs a home run. Like I get that, right? It's twenty six homers, but like I see the three hundred seven, and that jumped off the page at me. I'm like three hundred seven. I was like, I don't feel like he hit over three hundred, and that makes more sense. What what are his what are his strikeouts? He only played one hundred thirty games. Strikeout not, percentage not was only, I shouldn't say only, but he played one hundred thirty games. That's really where he turned things around last year was his strikeout percentage. It was a career low 15.6%. Oh, wow. That's great. So it put the ball in play more. I mean, anything under 20s for a power hitter is great. The year before in 2022, strikeout percentage was 27.3. Sheesh. So he, many, near, he slashed it nearly in half. How many games was that? Uh, I don't know. It was a lot, man. I have every stat it here. Hold on. Hold on. Baseball savant. Baseball savant. 144 in 2022. So it was a full season. And Damn, he, he, he played 130 in 2023. A shit ton of strikeouts. Any other questions for me while I have statistics in front of me? It's just your job. We need, get, guy. we need to get a guy that joins our squad and just punches the numbers for us because we can't remember all these things. We'll work on that, okay? Expected producer. Okay, so, all right, so Bellinger. Or a woman, by the way. Or a woman. Or a woman. I said a man. That was. Woman would probably be better. Um, Bellinger, I think the Yankees want Juan Soto. And I think if they can't make a deal with San Diego, then they'll go Cody Bellinger. But they're going to be in a fight with the Cubs. But I think the Cubs are going to do everything in their power. They did offer him the the, the qualifying offer, which he's not going to take after the season he just had. Um, But they're going to try to re-sign him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's going to be between the Cubs and the Yankees. I think 
Cody Bellinger is a Chicago Cub next year. And I think Juan Soto is a New York Yankee. Okay. Supposedly, the reports are saying that the Yankees and Padres have exchanged names. So Yeah, that's always the first step. I mean, yeah. that's that gets reported and you're like, oh my God, here it goes. Like, no, that's like the first step. Like, here's what we're going to offer you. And then they go back and forth for a month. Unless they hit the jackpot and they're like, that works, let's do it. Here's a team I want to throw out there, and maybe it's not for Cody Bellinger. Maybe it's for Matt. Well, he played for the last year. But so the Blue Jays are supposedly one of the finalists for Otani. And if they miss out on Otani, which they're not exactly expected to be the front runners, if they miss out on Otani, the Toronto Blue Jays are not going to be like, oh, we just won't get anybody. No, they're going to have to turn their attention elsewhere. So Cody Bellinger, or I, I was going to bring up the name Matt Chapman. Obviously, he played for them last year. Blake Snell. Reese Hoskins. Like Toronto, like Toronto's Toronto. going to have to go somewhere if they don't get Otani. Oh, man. I always feel like Toronto is like the forgotten team. Yeah. Just because we're in Canada, right? And we're, I, I mean, I'm guilty of like never thinking of them as signing guys. Mm-hmm. Or I could see that though. I could see Belly doing that, but I, I think the Cubs want him. But you got you know you got a new manager coming in, so who knows? He might have a different feel for it. So we'll I guess have to see how that works out. What about Matt Chapman? You know, I originally said Diamondbacks, but then they uh, got Suarez from yeah. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see Chapman going to the Yankees. He he looks. The Yankees looks, have been a. He looks uh, like Mickey Mantle. <laughs> it's been a revolving door at third base for the Yankees ever since. Really, yeah, like, like Josh Donaldson wasn't their guy. Like no. he couldn't stay healthy. No. I could see Matt Chapman going to the Yankees. San Francisco, he, he, San Francisco like Yankee, makes a lot of sense. Clean shaven. Yeah. You know he just he looks like a Yankee to me. Wasn't there a report? It was like a year ago. No, it was two years ago before Chappie got traded to Toronto. There was a report that the Yankees were looking to trade for Matt Chapman to be their shortstop. Do you remember that? Well, that was before Volpe got to the big leagues. And right. But there, there's, a, there's, there's a connection there. There's a connection there, but he's not he's not a shortstop. He's Chappie, a very athletic third baseman. But. Chappie makes a lot of sense for San Francisco, too. Bob Melvin, new manager. Bob Melvin managed him in Oakland. San Francisco right. needs a third baseman as well. And San Francisco is looking to spend money if they miss That's out. That's a good on point. I didn't think about the Melvin connection. That's... It's a good point there. I can see like, okay. Now the Diamondbacks are out, out on him. I can see Yankees and uh Giants kind of fighting him over over that there. I like that. Blake Snell lands where? I'm gonna go Philly. They just keep spending, man. I just keep spinning, dude. Yeah. Keep spinning until you win it. Um the thing with Snell is like we haven't mentioned Atlanta at all on this episode. What no, there's going on. They're sneaky, but they they tend to find guys you're like, mm, that's like second tier, and then they're like superstars, right? Ronaldo Lopez, who they already right. signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, But they signed him for like three for 30, right? Yeah, and they're going to make him a starter, and he's probably oh, going to be very impactful for him. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, Snell is interesting, obviously, with the Cy Young and the dominant season that he had, but he's just such a balancing act. Mm. Like, he he's balancing on that fence of like, oh, I gave up seven over – two and two thirds, or I went no hit perfect into the seventh. It's like, holy shit, man. He stresses me out because he goes full count on everybody. 
-hmm. Like if I'm facing Blake Snell on a normal day, not a day that he's like locked in and like pounding the zone, a normal day for him, I can get to three, two count without swinging my bat. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, and you, you hear people bitch about Snell, like he doesn't work deep in games. He's only throwing it's five and dive every time. Yeah. Because he's had a hundred pitches because he goes three, two on two guys every inning. So like the worst thing you can do as a hitter against Blake Snell is go swing early in the count and be aggressive. Like just wait him out. I mentioned Toronto uh, earlier. And plus, and go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean to cut you off, but I mentioned Toronto earlier. Maybe they could be a play for Snell. What about Baltimore? Excuse me. Baltimore. 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 Um, it's time for Baltimore to start spinning. It, it's been time, dude. It's overdue. They have a lot of they have a lot of controllable young talent making no money right now. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they should extend some of these guys. Yeah. Let's be honest. I wonder if Jackson Holiday is gonna be their starting shortstop or if they're gonna stick with Mateo. Their top prospects for the most part, other than Jackson Holiday, they're pretty much, you know, on the cusp yeah. of getting to the big leagues here. And who who's Paul, the other guy? He got to the big leagues last year. What was his name? Colton Kowser. No, I was thinking of someone else. Uh, I don't know, but uh, all, almost all of them are Kirst, like Kerstad or something like that. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Heston Kerstad. Yeah, yeah, he got to the big leagues. But all of them, if not all of them, are uh, position players, not pitchers. Correct. And that's there's a little the bit Sox, of a... that's how the Red Sox are. Right. And so if if Baltimore wants to continue to make strides here, they're going to have to probably look either to the trade market or the free agent market to add to their starting rotation. As it stands right now, Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez, John Means, Dean Kramer, and Cole Irvin. Starting. By the way, like, those guys aren't big names, but they have some good stuff. Yeah. They have some good stuff. Dean Kramer, yeah. Bradish, these guys are they're, – they're good. They're Seattle good. and Seattle and Blake Snell, too, by the way. He's a Seattle kid. He just raised the 12th man flag at the Seahawks game. But see, Dude, Seattle's that, pretty uh, – Cassio, Kirby – they're gonna Logan get Robbie Gilbert. Ray back. They gotta trade one of those guys. Yeah, Wu. They yeah. could trade. They could trade one of those guys. That's who somebody like I've been, you know, thinking about for the Red Sox is like, mm-hmm. can they trade for a Logan Gilbert? Can they trade for a George Kirby? Like one of those guys. Cause they're they have, I mean, they don't need to trade them, but if they need an outfielder or a couple outfielders or a prospect, like they could trade one of those guys and get three players. Seattle's another team like Baltimore that needs to start putting their yeah the the metal here. Seattle was the team I told you I think could be this season's or next season's uh Arizona Diamondbacks. Right. Like sneak in and make some noise because that rotation's ridiculous. Yeah. Eduardo so, Rodriguez. Yeah. I'm gonna start and just naming off guys. We're gonna go fast pace here, pick up Reds. The- Reds? Reds. Marcus Stroman. Ooh, I don't I didn't even think about Stro. Could you imagine him going back to Toronto? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, I know he's close with like Manoa. What what happens with Manoa? Like you, you mean is... like he's not going anywhere. I don't think anybody wants. No, no, I mean like does he figure it out? Oh yeah, I don't know. Like yeah. what's he look like in spring training? I'm you know, right. I'm not gonna get into I'm not like body shaming and like talking about him being overweight and stuff like that. Sure. Like I know he's putting in the work because I know he works his ass off. And some people are just bigger people. Yeah. Um, but some people have to work a lot harder to 
get in state shape and stay in shape. And I know he puts in the work. Dude, uh, Pablo Sandoval worked his ass off every off season. Then when the season hit, he laid flat for the most part, and he would always, always gain weight. He really did work hard in the off season, though, to try and cut weight. You work out in the off season with him, or what? I did. Yeah, me. Yeah. Want me to get him on speed dial? Please. Okay. He's he's busy. He's busy. He's busy. No, I was just on the phone. He's busy. Anyways, to my point, I don't want to hear about Pablo working his ass off. Anyways, moving on. You said Jordan Montgomery to the uh, Red Sox. Red Sox. Uh, uh, you mentioned Reese Hoskins. What about Reese? I think he's another fit for either San Diego, San Francisco, another West Coast team, Seattle. I mean, obviously, he's from out there. He went to Sac State, right? Yes, he did. Stingers up. Yep. Um, I would love him to be in Boston. I love Reese. I got to know him well when I, when I was there in 2018. Yeah. And uh, he's a friend of the pod. He's been on. Yes, he is. That was like two years ago. That was a while back. It's been a bit. It's been a minute. We gotta get some guests. I would never think about it. We're too. We busy. do have a. That's a great teaser. We have Jake McKinley joining our episode. Our next episode. Uh, next was it going to be next Wednesday? Wednesday. Head coach of the University of Nevada Wolfpack, former director of player development for the Milwaukee Brewers. That should be fun. Cool. So, Reese, where's he go? What do you think? I'm thinking. What, what, what do you think? Cincinnati. Damn, it's a good call. I, I, I would, I like that. I like Cincinnati. I like I said, I, I like the fit in Boston. Yeah. Damn. Cincinnati would be a launching pad for him. Mm-hmm. I need to see more like how he's bouncing back off of his knee, off the ACL. Um, I'm not giving up on him going to Boston, but Cincinnati makes a lot of sense. With with Votto gone. Josh Hader. Texas. Texas. I think Texas. I just think um I think one of the glaring weaknesses on the Rangers team was the back end of their bullpen. Like for a couple months. Not the whole season, not the end of the year, but um most of it. There there were some months there where they had some issues. Uh they were fine in the postseason, but they had a they had oof. They had a couple stretches in the season where they were bad. They blew 33 saves. That's tied for with Colorado for the most in MLB. So the bullpen's going to be a priority for Texas. I don't think they make any like massive splashes. I guess Josh Hader could be considered a big splash. I guess because he's one of the better relievers in baseball. But they're losing Araldis Chapman to free agency. Um, he was shaky a lot, anyways. He was never like a comfortable outing. Um, but I just think Hader fits in perfect uh, the back end of that Rangers bullpen. Kind of a setup guy. But they have Jose LeClerc who's been close. Well, does Hader only want to close? Probably. So do they bump LeClerc to eighth? Yeah. I he mean, have, hey, he Hader's need... the much more dominant option there. No, I'm with you. But LeClerc's just been there for a while. What if? He was there in 2017 when I was there. Hear me out. Clayton Kershaw goes to Texas, and he says, goodbye starting pitching. I'm going to pull a John Smoltz, and I'm going to be the next Texas Rangers closer. Yeah, nothing screams closer like a 90.91 mile-per-hour fastball. <laughs> if you're only pitching 20 innings, or excuse me, 20 pitches in an outing. I don't think so. He's had too many back issues, now shoulder uh, surgery. So he's he's not going to be back till like June. I know. Yeah, he had so... some serious surgery. 
serious like caps if, right? if at all if at all i don't mean i don't want to scare people but there's a you know yeah he's like he's my age he's like 35 36 like that's gonna be tough to bounce back from i'm not saying he's done but right i don't know what you get from him that's why i think he probably designs like some type of deal in la to just kind of finish his career or i could see a, you know texas is an option just because he's from highland park which is like downtown dallas please try again siri siri's listening to everything john Pablo. John Smoltz, average fastballs last three seasons, 92.7, 93, and 91.6. I know Chris is it? Uh, he, uh, 43? John Smoltz is 56 now. His last season was 2009, which would be, to the math, 14 years. I don't know, he's probably 42 years old, 41 years yeah. old. Yeah. Eight years older than Kershaw. Last one, and we can move on with our lives. Or his Solaire. Ooh, I don't even I didn't even think about him. Yeah. He's sleepy. I mean, you shouldn't be sleeping on him. He's a guy that has some of the most pop in baseball. Maybe not as consistent as you would want, but you talk about guys going like to Toronto. Toronto. I, I think Cincinnati is another good, you know. Cincinnati, player. Toronto. Because he's kind of going to be like DH fourth outfielder. What about Tampa? I don't think so. I don't think he fits there. Hmm. I can see him re-signing in Miami. I don't know what Miami's doing. You get rid of Kim Ang, who got you to the playoffs. Gabe Kapler. They bring in Gabe Kapler. And why did they bring in Gabe Kapler? Because he gets guys like Wilmer Flores, who play above their salaries. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw him sticking his head in. He's going to be a problem, man. I told you. How old is he? 12. 12. Jeez. I know. SEC championship. That's where you're at, right? Georgia, yep. uh, Georgia, Alabama, Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. Yeah, Georgia, Alabama. Georgia's tomorrow. favored by five. What? Uh, Georgia's. Yeah, I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be like a 31-28 type game, 34-31 type game. And who wins? Dang. You know the worst thing. You can't put can out the happen- score like that and not have a winner. You know. Oh no, I have a I have a winner. Just let me talk. Let me talk through this. So. The worst thing that could happen to the college football playoff is Alabama win. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're like, well, we can't leave Georgia in. But it, if Georgia loses to like arguably one of the top seven or eight teams in the game, did they really drop past four? Mm-hmm. No, not realistically. But then you have a team in the playoff that lost to a team that's out of the playoff. Yeah. So it's like you got a lot of moving pieces. So that's, especially yeah, if everyone else wins, if everyone else wins, uh, well, Washington and Oregon will take care of itself. The winner of the winner of that. that. I think Oregon wins. Oregon's favorite by like nine points, which was yeah. shocking to me because Washington's playing some really good football ever since Washington beat them. Right. And it's a neutral field, too. Uh, Florida State likely going to be with their third string quarterback against Louisville. You know what? They're still, those receivers are unbelievable. Florida State is nasty. That transfer so, from Michigan State, uh, is it Ke- Coleman? I think is his name. God, he's incredible. Keon, Keon Coleman. Uh, yeah. So I think Florida State's only favored by like one and a half. Yeah. I mean, you know, I felt so bad for them when Jordan Travis went down yeah. because I didn't think they were going to win a national championship. I didn't. They're not going to beat like the Michigans or the Georgias. They're, they're not. Yeah. I just don't think they're. I don't think they're good. I don't think they have the defense to to beat them. Um, but they still were going to get in the playoff, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to be Louisville, but, um, 
back to your original question. I think Georgia wins on like a fourth quarter field goal. Do you think Florida State should be like do you think Florida State should be held out because they lost Jordan Travis? Or do you think it should be all based on what their resume says? That's gotta matter, or you're gonna end up with like the TCU issue like you had last year playoff where you get people getting blown out. Liberty is twelve and L, just saying. I mean, come on. I, I'm just I'm just saying you gotta take talent on the field and offference USA is not nice spitting out a playoff team. I know. But okay, hypothetically, let's say hypothetically, right? Let's say Oregon beats Washington. Florida State wins. Do you put Ohio State or Texas so, above Florida State? And let's say Bama wins too. I got to see how Texas plays in. against Oklahoma State, but um, Texas is really good. I just think that I don't think they have a good quarterback. Let me ask you this. Let me simplify things. Would you rather have either Ohio State or Texas, assuming Texas wins? either Ohio State or Texas with one loss in the playoff or an undefeated Florida State on a third-string quarterback? I need Texas to lose. My perfect situation would be Georgia wins by – I mean, Atlanta – Alabama beats Georgia by one in like a hell of a game. Yeah. Texas loses. Florida State loses. You want chaos. And then, and then they're forced to put both Georgia and Alabama in the playoff. It's not going to happen. No, but I I think Alabama's one of the four best teams in the nation. I, I agree. I just don't think they're going to get in. But they have to win. Yeah. But if they win, you can't move Georgia from one to five if the other teams lose. You know what would be just chaos is if Alabama loses – or excuse me, Alabama wins. And then, it, let's say, like, hypothetically, it's either Florida State or Bama that you like let – Like, Michigan's going to win by 30. Yes. So. Like, if your two options, like your two best options, are Bama and Florida State, and Florida State's undefeated, and Bama has one loss against Texas, I don't know who you're putting in, man. I think Bama, unarguably, is that's the where team. That's where, deep down, if you want the best team in there – as a committee, you guys, you have to look at the body, like or, or like the details of the team. You have mm-hmm. to look at Florida State's quarterback situation and say, "Is this the best team we can put in there right now?" I agree. Like I get it. They won the ACC. They're undefeated. They had a great season, but their quarterback is gone. Yeah. Like they're not going to compete in the playoff. That's a tough spot to be in. So they're praying Florida State loses, so they don't have to worry about that. They're praying Georgia wins big. And by big, like 10. Yeah. Um, Michigan's going to take care of business. Oregon beating Washington could get a little weird. Mm-hmm. And then Texas. I, Texas should win. Texas favored by like nine, I think. Yeah, against OK State. Yeah. Baseball fans by day, college football, super fans by I'm day. way more passionate about football, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I will live vicariously through you at the SEC championship game. I will be working that game remotely, but I will be, you know, emotionally. I'll be in a suite in the end zone, yeah. multiple bourbons and, or tequilas deep. Very, I'll, very jealous. I'll, I'll send videos. I, I I really hope you don't. That's actually makes it. Oh, I will. Way I'm going to FaceTime you. And if, unless you're on the phone with Pablo Sandoval, you better pick up. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We have plenty more Wake and Rake. Next episode is going to be Jake McKinley from University of Nevada, Reno. Talk to y'all soon. Peace.